I'm Wanda Olubala, and this is my podcast, That Social Work Lady. Let's build community. I have nearly three decades of experience in social work. I've only worked in urban centers. The primary focus of my practice is children and their families. I invest in children. I help create environments where children are seen, heard, nurtured, cherished, and safe to explore both their internal and external worlds. I am dedicated to helping adults repair and strengthen their primary relationships in such a way that they bring up competent, healthy, successful families where positive self-esteem and self-concept are the norm. Individuals and families make community. So when I say to you, let's build community, I'm speaking to the inherent human desire to belong. Here is where you belong. Thank you for being a part of my community. Let's build. Hey, everybody. This is Wanda Olubala, and welcome to my podcast, That Social Work Lady. So um, last week, I was able to talk to you all about social social isolation and the impact that it has had on your physical, mental, and um, emotional health during the pandemic and um, just this prolonged shutdown or slowdown, however you want to refer to it. So today uh, in the studio, I have with me a, um, an expert of sorts on what it has been like to, to make life happen in the middle of this pandemic while you are being isolated. So I'm inviting uh, my own child, Langston, to come in. And talk about what his experience has been. I think it's so important um, that parents talk to their kids, you know, about what's happening in their lives and in their world. Even when your kid is 13 and don't want to talk to you because they don't think you know nothing no more. um, It still is important to gauge where they are and and what's happening with them. And so um, Langston and I talk all the time. Sometimes the talking is just yelling. But we're constantly communicating. So today I wanted him to be able to talk to uh, to everybody in our community about what his experience has been being in this pandemic shutdown. Do you remember when you found out that you weren't going to return to school? Um, yes. So we were sitting in the classroom and we were just having a regular conversation at school and it was it was just like at first they were they were on the brink of maybe shutting it down or maybe not and then our teacher came to us and was like you guys aren't going to be coming to school anymore and I was like well dang the whole class was just like wow we really ain't gonna see each other for a while and so then it was just like we all had to say our goodbyes and then they dismissed us and then yeah we've been in the house ever since just working from home and it's it's been weird but had to adjust to it so yeah and when you were first so this this shutdown we've been in since 2020 is 2021 now and so tell us a little tell everybody because I know about you because you're my kid but tell everybody a little bit about yourself um 
So you go to you you are in what grade now? I'm in eighth grade. So when the shutdown first occurred, you were in seventh grade. Okay. And then what types of activities were you involved in before the shutdown? So I was involved in Boy Scouts, National Junior Honor Society, and karate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was on the brink of working to get into a high school, if that counts as an activity. Oh, right. Because, yeah, because that was important, getting into high school. So that's that's what our road is right now. But make but even making the transition from from seventh grade to eighth grade, you did all of that in quarantine. Yes. And so when you think about that, um, how did that feel to come into school and to have your teachers just be like, All right guys, so we're probably never coming back to school again. What would it, what went through your mind? Well, at first I was kind of happy because I was like, yes, it's kind of relieving. And I was kind of taking it as kind of like a joke or a playful way until I actually realized we were going to be coming back. I was just like, yeah, well, we're going to be coming back someday. And, yeah, I was completely wrong. So, um, yeah. And then, so now, what else happened? So you couldn't go back to school anymore. And did did all of your activities just stop? Well, I'd say out of all the activities I was doing, only one of them stopped, and that's because we had to do it in person. Um, But my National Honor Society and Boy Scout activities are still going on through Zoom, which is quite weird. But, I mean, like I said earlier, I just had to find a way to adjust to it. So what kind of ways have you felt like you've been adjusting? Well, I've had to go from being the talkative kid who knows a lot to more of like the quiet kid who really doesn't know anything. Well, I mean, like I know stuff about school, but like I just had to, number one, I say I wasn't in contact with my friends, like you said in before previous we were usually used to learning in a community mm-hmm. with a lot of people. So I've had to make that adjustment, getting used to not having somebody sitting next to me who can maybe explain it to me. I've had to really take in the information and take notes um, more often. So, yeah. And so, like, when you guys have stuff that you have to do at school, your assignments and things like that, if you have a group project, how have y'all adjusted? How have y'all adapted to doing those? Well, We usually get each other's numbers and try to go off of FaceTime. Like, we'll either send a picture or we'll, like, hop on FaceTime, like I said, and show each other our work, and we'll give each other pointers and tips on what we could do to make it better. Or, like, maybe we'll talk to the teacher about it, have him help us. Or, like, that's really it because I can't really go anywhere. So then when it comes down to that, so how how do you feel like you're doing um, with your schoolwork, because school is still the main thing that you do. So yes. how do you feel like you're doing? So before that, your grades were going so well that you were invited to join National Junior Honor Society Yes. as a seventh grader. Yes. So now how do you feel? Do you feel like you're still excelling as a student? Well, um, I would say yes and no. Because some of the things that they that my teachers give me, I have to 
sit down and explain it to myself in the best way possible. But I do feel like I am excelling in some prospects of school. Like what? What is the what? What's working best for you? Social studies or reading. And why do do you think those things work best for you? Uh, I left one out in science. In science, so social studies, reading, and science. What makes you think that those things work best for you? Um. Well, number one, my reading teacher was amazing. I mean, out of this world, amazing. Mm-hmm. So shout out to her. But. Um, because in my opinion, all of those subjects are connected and reading is one of my strongest subjects. So mm-hmm. like, cause I mean, what can you do without reading? Right. So yeah, that has really helped me. Um, and is it so too, because those are things you can do on your own. Yes. So maybe that's, so do you feel like you're, you're able to do it because you don't need a partner? Yes. Where in math, well, in math, a lot of times you do kind of need a partner. Yeah, math. I say math is my hardest subject because it was more hands-on. Like, the teacher would be standing next to you, like, giving you, like, maybe, I say, ways to answer it differently. But now it's just she's not standing there. So you have to either have to ask your parents, which, uh, yeah. We don't always know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so so then, then the other thing that happened, you know, while we've been um, – for you, while we've been on this quarantine, shutdown, slowdown thing, is you turn 13. Yes. Which in our family is a, a big deal. That's a rite of passage, right? Yes. So what was it like for you knowing that you had the responsibilities of, of undergoing your rites of passage, turning 13, but also not being able to really go be with people? Well, um. It was easy and very stressful at the same time because I had to keep up with school, but I also had to keep up with my task. So it kind of felt like I was living the superhero life. Mm-hmm. Like, school was work and tasks were like, I'd say, like, fighting crime or taking care of your business, doing, like, what you have to do to, I'll use, I'll say survive, really. To survive? What do you mean by that? Well, because with the Rice of Passage program, it taught me that, not if, number one, not everybody's your friend. Number two, you have to work for what you want, no matter what the circumstances are. And number three, um, that if you don't get something on the first time, you got to keep trying because you'll get it the next try. Maybe not the next try, but the third, the fourth try. Mm, so you got to keep, you got to keep persevering. Yes. So... So those are things that you did in isolation. Now, you, you had your 13th birthday, though, during the summer. Yes. So there wasn't any school. So yes. what? So how did you, what did you do to, like, get some sunshine or, you know, how? what happened? Well, how was summer different for you this year than it, last summer? How was last summer in 2020 different for you than it was any other summers? Well, because, well, um. Well, I'm thinking back because, in my opinion, that was a while ago. It was a while ago. Like, a lot of stuff changed. Um, It was kind of different because usually in the summertime, I would be close to my friends. We would play outside, go walk to the park, play basketball, have water gun fights, water balloon fights. And this summer, well, I mean 2020 summer, we just went to my grandma's backyard and we just sat there. 
kind of talked about how we felt and like I'm really not used to that I was like let's go somewhere let's go to the park let's go to the arcade and then I remembered oh it's coronavirus so that's different that was really different so how do you feel like you've been handling dealing with not being able to be around your friends well either talking to them every day or getting exercise a lot so what does the exercise do um, it kind of takes my mind off of it. It kind of puts me in the mode of working. Um, that nothing else matters, just work. Just do what you have to do instead of, like, worrying about distractions, maybe. Oh. So now, here you are. You're in eighth grade. And this is a major transition, not just for you, but for, like, millions, millions of kids all over the country are making the transition from eighth grade into what will be ninth grade or high school. What were your expectations? What were you most excited about for eighth grade well, before this? Uh, I was thinking I was going to go in, ace everything, have a whole lot of friends, be popular, get my work done. And boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. It's harder than I thought. Eighth grade is harder than you thought. What were some other things that you were going to be, what you were kind of excited about for eighth grade? That I would build stronger connections with my teachers. Mm, okay. Do you feel like you were able to accomplish that, even though we've been in this pandemic and you're just doing school online? Um, no, not really. I don't think I, through the screen, yeah, but in person, no. Were there any celebrations that you guys were hoping you would have? Yeah, like... We were, we were supposed to go bowling or go to the movies to see a movie with my classmates, mm -hmm. like everybody. Um, we didn't get to do that. So, yeah. So things got canceled. Yeah, a lot of things got canceled, like field day, for example, mm -hmm. where everybody goes out, plays football, soccer, any sports you want to. But, mm -hmm. yeah, that got canceled. Um, our 5K run got canceled where we go around – like areas around the school and we walk, we get to walk with our um, friends. That got canceled. Uh, a lot of things got canceled. A lot of things got canceled this year. How do you think you dealt with it? Do you think you did a good job or you think you could have did something better? I could have did better with the caring part about it because I ain't got used to being so isolated to the point where nothing phases me anymore. Like, So you're feeling a little bit numb? Yeah. So then when things happen, like when you are able to do stuff, you know, even even small things with just a small group of friends like you got. So you got one or two friends now who you you can y'all can have some minimum contact. So when those things happen, is that exciting? Yeah, we usually. Yeah, like at the park, maybe mm -hmm. go like to the basketball court. But that's really it. We can't go nowhere else, but that's okay because that's a step up from just being in the house. So, yeah. Yeah. So now with that the um, the slowdown, shutdown, coronavirus um, quarantine is starting to slowly uh, transition. We're slowly transitioning into a more open society. What do you What do you think is the main thing that you're excited about? What do you think will happen? Next. High school. High school. Um, but what about eighth grade promotion? I did forget about that. Do um, you think that's going to happen? 
They talked about it. I'm not sure if it's going to happen, but they talked about it. Are you excited about it at all? No, I'm very just weirded out. Like, I'm really finna be in high school. Yeah, yeah, you are. You're really finna be in high school. How do you think I feel as the mother of somebody who went from diapers and out of high school? He's a big boy. Yeah, you're huge. You're huge, and you cost me a lot of money. Wow. Um. <laughs> So I think that it is important. Uh, don't you think it's important for parents and their and their teenagers to have conversations? Yes, it's really helpful because you get to see both sides of the perspective, um, both both sides of the story, like how people feel, both people's feelings. So I really do suggest it. It's like therapy for both of you guys. You really get to express your feelings and what's going on, talk about what's going on in the world, agree on some things, disagree but come to a common, you know, like, common answer. So, yeah. What advice would you have for parents who want to have conversations with their kids who don't like talking to them? Well, um, pizza. Pizza. Okay, what else? Um, Just, I would say, catch them when they're, like, asking you for something. Be like, come here, sit down for a minute. i I want to talk to you, and maybe they'll open up, and maybe they won't, but at least you tried. Do you think it helps when you know that, that when the kid knows that you have, like, an appointment with them? Like, you and me, sometimes I'll be like, we need to talk, let's talk about blah, and then I, we can do it th- at this time. Does that help making, like, an appointment with your teenager? Yes and no, because sometimes it may leave the kid nervous because you don't know what's going to happen, but at the same time, it kind of, like, puts a, puts a timer in their mind to know, like, I have to do this, I have to do that. So, like, yeah, I say yes and no. But I think a lot of times people, parents just don't think to, because you're so busy, you know, with the everyday of life. Like, you know, as a parent, I get busy with work and, and making sure everything in the house works and, <laughs> and, and dealing with, you know, whatever's happening in the outside world, like, got a vote and all this other stuff so you you're talking to your kids all the time because you like pick your shoes up take the dishes out of the den you know you're thinking that you're talking but that's not really talking right yes that's not talking so you got to stop and figure out how to just how to have a real conversation with your kids and with the other people that are in your house because so often I think we all take each other for granted yes I agree and we don't and we're not we're not talking and we're not listening. And because we're talking and we're not listening, we don't really know what to expect from each other. I agree. So people are getting upset and, and their feelings hurt. And, and they're doing it because they're not really communicating. Yes. So um, I'm Wanda Olubala, and this is my son. Thanks, Olubala. And we are here sharing some of our experiences I often would go into, um, on Facebook, I'll post something about, I'll post a snippet from one of our talks that we've had, and uh, it always cracks everybody up. They're always like, you know, when I post mother-son chats, and I'll say something that you said, and my response to it, and folks, um, they just tell me that it's funny. But I wanted you all to have an experience of, like, we actually do be talking. Yeah. <laughs> And sometimes Langston does say the darndest things, and sometimes I say the darndest things that irritate him. Um, and he's like, Mom, please stop. Um, but 
but but we want to make sure that we we share with everybody that it's important to have an ongoing conversation. Don't stop communicating with the people that you love the most and and learning about them because they are changing. So even though Langston and I have been in social isolation together for 12 months, yeah. Um he's gone from being a 7th grader to being an eighth grader, preparing for high school. And his life has changed a lot in these last 12 months, even while he's sitting right there under my feet in my house, eating my food. And if I don't stop and pay attention, I could miss it. So we want to encourage everybody, don't miss it, because it's right there in front of you. Agreed. All right. I'm Wanda Olubala, and this is my podcast, That Social Work Lady. Let's build community.